I'm your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we talk about history's continuing impact on us and our personal journey through YouTube as we continue to explore, record, and share our history walks with you. Now, before we get into our main topic, I want to ask for some five-star reviews. Last week, we had a great review that I got to read from Not Sleepy Girl. (laughs) Apple Podcast Reviews help the show grow. If you don't have an Apple device, you can ask us questions over on Twitter at Talk With History or reach out to us through our website at talkwithhistory.com. And don't forget to check out our other podcast, The History Buzz, where we interview folks while chatting over about history over a couple of drinks and we let the conversation wander where it may. Last week, we talked about the history of Colonial Williamsburg and the town's path from being one of the birthplaces of our nation to today's tourist draw. But if you've never visited there, it can be a bit intimidating to know where to go and what all there is to do. So today, we are going to teach you what we have learned in over a dozen different trips to this historic playground. So Jen, give me the inside scoop (laughs) on what people need to do at Williamsburg. So... There are things that we learned as first timers that I wouldn't do again. And so I just wanted to give recommendations to people, especially if you're on your way to Colonial Williamsburg right now. Where should I go? Where should I park? GPS is going to take you to the visitor center. Yep, it's which is where we start off with start our video. Off. Yep. I'll put the video in the in the, yep. in the description. And the visitor center is great. I would say it's great for two things. One, the gift shop. Yep. They have the biggest and best gift shops there. Two the amount of ticket people available to you. So they have about eight, which is great because the ticket place in actual Colonial Williamsburg is like two people that work at a snail's pace. It takes forever. It takes forever. So if you're looking to get something that sells out quickly, like carriage rides, I would recommend you go to the visitor center and get your carriage ride. Yeah, don't get me started on the carriage rides. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But... It is not the place to be to get to Colonial Williamsburg, to be in the heart of everything. Because it's a hike. It's a walk. And they have shuttle buses if you want to ride a shuttle bus. And you can park there. And I would say they have a lot of parking there. So if you had a bigger vehicle or an RV, it might be the better place to park. However... We found the better place to park that also has a lot of parking. It's free. And it's free and it's open is at the Rockefeller Folk Art Museum. Yeah. So as I talked about in the previous podcast, the Rockefellers were the philanthropists that funded the the resurgence of Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah. And part of it is a folk art museum that's named for... Um, John D. Rockefeller Jr.'s wife, Abby Rockefeller. So Abby Rockefeller Folk Art Museum is what you want to put in your GPS. And that's where you want to park. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. A little bit closer to Colonial Williamsburg, I'd say a block closer, you will pay. But to walk one block, park it. You basically park in this parking lot. You walk by this museum on the way and yes. then and one then you're a block down and, and, you are on and you're right there. You're right on Duke of Gloucester. Now, the, the one thing I will say... Um, on a separate video, we showed this 
kind of like our behind the scenes video Mm -hmm. was there was that cool walkway. Yeah. So the one cool thing about walking from the visitor center to Colonial Williamsburg, they break up that long walk with kind of walking you back through time. Yeah, that was that was actually kind of neat. So there's this bridge, there's this walkway slash bridge Mm -hmm. and there's markers. There's like plaques in the ground and it says, hey, okay, it's. 1990 this was on tv yeah. it's 1960 you know and then and all of a sudden it starts your color television right it just starts jumping yeah. back in time it's 1920 william just women just lost their right to vote yeah it's it's like as you walk back what are you losing yeah I, I, one of the cool ones that stuck out in my mind was like sometime in the 1800s you can you know most people can't travel more than so many miles per day over okay. land stagecoach yeah right. stagecoach. so it's giving you as you're losing your modernization, trying to take you to yeah. back in time. Yeah. To when that, you that, to that piece was, was pretty neat. If you don't really care about that, <laughs> you could probably look go up. park, <laughs> go, go watch our video and park over by that. The yeah, Rockefeller. It would museum. be, a, I mean, it's a good work workout regardless yeah. to walk Colonial Williamsburg. You can rent scooters. If you have people who need the added, like the little wheelchair scooters. Yeah, so yeah. You could probably rent those in town. I have seen advertisements for those. But it is a walking place. Yeah. It is the Duke of Gloucester is a long street. At one end of it is the Capitol building. At the other end of it is the College of William and Mary. Yeah. And then from that spans off the Palace Green, yeah. which has the Governor's Palace. Yeah. Right across from that green is the ticket office. So that's where the carriage rides will also start as well. So you'll see people gathering over there and you'll see carriages over there. Yeah. Now tickets. You're probably like, what do I need tickets for? If you want to go into any place and engage with the people, you need a ticket. And usually they're marked if they're open with a colonial flag. So the colonial flags will be in front of buildings because not every building is open every day. Yeah. On the weekends, I would say most of them are. But yeah, in, in the in the prime in the, in yes. summertime in the prime times. But if you like the with house isn't always open. Right. There's certain things that's not always open, but when you see the flag in front, it's open, but you will need a ticket to go inside. Yeah, and, and so the so going inside, right, and why do you want to buy a ticket to go inside? Well, they actually give you a tour, right? They're, yes. they're actually walking you through. And you can ask and, tons of questions. And you can ask tons of questions. Sometimes they have, who is the guy that we ran into in one of our more recent visits? Did he, he was going to play George Washington, but he was playing something, someone yeah, else? Yeah, so we went into a tavern. Yeah. And he, yes, he he was going to play George Washington. He played the tavern owner. Yeah, but but he was one of kind of the tour guides mm-hmm. slash tavern owner. Exactly. Right? And to in order to, to get the tour through that particular tavern and learn about the kind of cool historical things, you'd have to have a ticket exactly. or you buy a season pass like we did. So it's just a day ticket. You don't need specific tickets to go into these specific buildings. You need oh, a day okay. ticket. All right, I stand corrected there. Yeah. Um, and... Or you can buy a week ticket or you can buy season passes like us. But what it does is it gets you into those buildings that are part of the normal daily tour building. Now, there are special tickets. Carriage rides is special on top of that. The haunted Williamsburg tours are special on top of that. They will always specify if this is an added cost or an added ticket. So, But to get into the regular tours, the regular buildings... With the flags in front, that you're going to need a ticket for that. Now there are things to do without tickets, and we we show yeah. that. So there's a maze 
behind the palace that the it's, it's like a little garden maze it's awesome it's, hedges yeah. it's not it's nothing crazy but it's it's big enough for kids to run around and, and they love it and you wouldn't know it was there yeah. unless somebody told you yeah. and i remember we had walked back there and someone said are you going to the maze and we're like what like, maze. so my kids got all excited and we yeah. ran back there to the yeah. maze uh and then any gift shop along duke of glosher right or in the it's free to go inside yeah. the gift shops. Of course, they they want to take your money, so it's free to go in those. But again, if you want to go in and talk to the apothecary, or you want to talk to the wig maker, or you want to go inside the palace, that's the tour ticket. But another cool thing to see that's free is the the goal or the jail. Oh yes, and that's where they held the pirates, fun. Blackbeard's pirates. Yeah, we have a we have a separate video, we have a, separate video. a separate video on that. So that one was neat because I didn't realize like you hear about Blackbeard, mm-hmm. and you think Blackbeard, you kind of think the Caribbean, and you yeah. think all that stuff, but like he got caught in North Carolina, in North Carolina, mm-hmm. not far from Williamsburg. Yes. Right, and and, and so if, and if I remember correctly, he was killed in. When they were trying to take him. Yeah. And his, but they captured like 15 of his crew. They brought him back. They brought him back to Williamsburg, Mm -hmm. right? They like, we were standing in the jail cells where Blackbeard's crew, Mm -hmm. right? You know, there's like chains on the walls. Like, so, like, you know, think of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, like the Disney ride, you know, although a lot less glamorous. And uh, so that's free. So those are, there's certain things that you can do that don't cost anything. And you can walk around and just, talk to people and engage with people and they'll have sometimes demonstrations or again historical characters can be walking around the gym. do you have to like when we went and saw martha washington kind of do her her one-man act right because sometimes they have you know those historic characters or they have multiple ones yeah. like there's that kind of theater mm-hmm. sitting area do you have to have a ticket for that that you do have to have a ticket for. Okay. So there was someone standing there who kind of looked at our passes as oh, we walked in. Oh, they were in. checking. That that was amazing. Though. I was super impressed and surpr- and just flat-footed surprised. So those are the other events. When you get to Colonial Williamsburg or you check on your phone, they'll have a, a list of events for the day or week or month. And if they have any character talks, I recommend going. Yeah. So... Usually they'll have Thomas Jefferson. Usually they'll have Martha Washington and usually they'll have George Washington. Those are the ones they usually have the most of because those people were so pinnacle to Colonial Williamsburg. And we went to Martha Washington and she was fantastic. So not only are they... I was so impressed with her. They dressed, they stay in character. She talked about what it was like being the first first lady. Yeah, and so the time period for when she like she was acting mm-hmm. was a year into George Washington's presidency yes. or two years or something like that. Yeah. So I think it was two years into his, into his first term. first term and how they didn't know what to do with a first lady. Right. And they didn't really have any, and they were in New York. They were in New York and they didn't have any protocol for yeah. her and they didn't have any budget yep. for her to like furnish the, the, the president's mansion. And cause it yeah. wasn't the white house then. And, and so basically what she had to just kind of make do with and, right figure out and then they but they did expect a lot of her they expected her to host all these dinners right. and they expected her to host all these teas she said like i think she said like the first dinner they were hosting was like three days after they got to new york yes. or something like that so she had to set all this stuff up 
you know so she she the the acting was fantastic i was so surprised and then she took questions so she's ready to answer questions which means you know she has that knowledge she has that historic and again she i mean she did she tried to answer any kid kid questions kids any she was ready for all the hamilton questions (laughs) right there was tons of hamilton questions but she she was great she answered them in stride I was so surprised at how good she was. Like seeing her, I would actually go see more characters mm-hmm. if I'm if I was there again. Yeah, and I hear they have ones with Thomas Jefferson just contemplating what to write yeah. in the Declaration of Independence and you know, George Washington is contemplating how to be the president of a country, uh-huh. not knowing what, you know, just the first one to do it all. So you're yeah. setting all this precedent. Sure. So it's a bunch of the that kind of thought process and yeah. pondering and stuff. So definitely I would recommend those. They do plays from time to time. I saw a play there. Okay. And that also requires a ticket, but it's not above and beyond your cost. Yeah. And you can see them act out a play that would be of from the time and that was really fun as well. Yeah. Now now some other tips, you know, I'll I'll talk about Real quick, as far as like eating there. Yeah, so we did the tavern. We did King's Arm Tavern. So then that was just that. Uh, King's Arm is definitely more of an adult. You're and you need really to probably make bring... reservations for yeah. that, and yeah. it's going to be expensive. Yeah. It was cool, but it's historic. They will serve you the food that they ate at the time. They'll tell you all about whatever you're eating. They will, and they'll give you a lesson in like your napkin. Yep, they put the napkin on me. How long it is, and why it's this long, and and then kind of stuff that you're drinking, and what would they drink, and some of the little appetizers, like the relishes and stuff, things that would basically be preserved for long periods of time. But I would recommend a tavern again, reservations, and expect to spend some money. Yeah, I mean, if if you if you're bringing your kids. Um, you actually can eat in the the museum. So that's a good tip. That's it. That's because, not a lot of people know about. Yeah, that. around lunchtime, it's going to get crowded, yeah. especially down at the end of Duke of Gloucester, or opposite of the Capitol, close to William and Mary, yeah. is where you're going to have all the food shops. It's, and it gets packed. It gets packed. So you have like you know the mellow mushroom pizza, yeah. and you're going to have things like quick little eatery kind of things, and yeah. it's packed. Hour wait, two yeah. hour wait. But the museum has a food court. Yeah. So if you just go back to where you parked by the museum, yep. and you don't have to pay to go in the museum if you just you go yeah, into the food it, court. It's like, is it downstairs? Like, or you go in and you it's like it's right in. up front. It's, yeah, it's yeah. right up front, yeah. and you just say, "I'm going to go eat at the food court." They let you right in. Yeah. Now, usually with your ticket, you can get into the museum for free anyway. And it's a great museum. It's a great museum. Yeah. And if you have kids with you, they give you kind of a scavenger hunt. So it's oh, fun yeah. for kids to do yeah, we as well. So another tip if you have little ones with you. But you can eat there. They have salads there. They yeah. have sandwiches there. They have drinks there. They have We've done that there. once or twice. And it's just easy. Hardly any line. And you can. it's a great it's view. It's a smidge cheaper. And it's a smidge cheaper. Yeah. So yeah. that's a great tip if you're looking for a place to eat. Yeah. There's also... Oh, haunted tours. Oh, yes. So you could pay. They And I think they do these pretty much every night because they're so fun. But they do it by lantern. Yeah. And they take you from house to house. And, and, they, they, and, they, and they also have like, so so again, I, I'm, I'll, I'll paint the picture of Colonial Williamsburg for, for those who haven't been there, right? It, there's the main drag. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this it's some cobblestone and this, that, and the other. Yes. The um, is the big street. That's the big street. And then kind of what tees off of it is what goes down towards the palace green. Palace green. 
Um, and then you've got all these little things that you can do off, you know, off of each kind of side street and this, that, and the other. Um, so the, the palace green is like this really, it's a gorgeous kind of, it's, it's what it sounds like. It's like a big green. It's, big a, it's like, like a big lawn, big almost lawn. like a, like yeah. I would almost call it a field, yeah. except that it's between a bunch of buildings. And so the kids love running around there, but at nighttime, when we do these, we, you and I yeah. went to go do a ghost tour. So all around kind of where the palace green is, there's like these like torch yes. kind of little lantern things and they actually light them and they're, and they're, they're lit and it's like it's real flame. It's just kind of sitting out there. And so you have all these cool, it gives like, it's such a colonial yeah, feel. Colonial it's vibe. so, it was so neat. And I, and I'll be perfectly honest. I was a little bored during the ghost tour <laughs> because uh, it's not really my cup of tea, but you love that stuff. Well, I love the history behind it. Yeah. So we learned so much about George With on that tour yeah. because they they got to they got to give you the setting, sure. right? They got to set the stage for you. So you learn all about the historical figure who lived in the house yeah. and what was the conflict and what's the story now. But I just love because you're getting a big part of history. It, and it's funny, and I don't think I told you this was. I don't think I realized until we went to do the George With ghost ghost tour that that's the reason you like ghost tours so much. So much it's for the history. Yes, <laughs> I, I just I never I never con- I never connected that. I was like the reason you like ghost tours so much is because it's history, not because of the ghosts, but because of the history that comes with every. Think about and like if you're listening, think about a ghost story. You know, if you've ever been to London and done a Jack the Ripper tour or. You know, things like that. Think about how they set these ghost tours up. Yes. It's all history. It's all history. They're telling you about here's what's going on. And now they kind of embellish a smidge and they kind of set the tone. Sure. Absolutely. But they're telling you the history and then they're telling you about, you know, the the otherworldly experiences and the lights and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So So those are absolutely fun. And then, of course, you'll pay extra if you want to do a carriage ride. And we did a carriage ride. So I know if you're going to do it, I'm going to tell this part of the carriage ride story here, Jen. So for those listening, for the husbands, right, if your significant other wants to do a carriage ride. So if if you can do it, I believe you can buy carriage ride tickets at the visitor center. Yes. So I would actually recommend that. Now we ended up buying tickets at the um, was it the Lumber House? The Lumber House. So we, which is kind of the other ticket spot. It's right on the main drag. It's it's pretty obvious. It's where all the carriage rides start. But you cannot get carriage ride tickets probably thirty minutes after they open. Yes, they it, sell out fast. I stood in line for an hour, and we still almost missed a spot. I know. There was the guy in front of me. Uh, or he was like three or four people in front of me. He was there for like two hours, yes. just standing there, to just to be ride. just just to get a carriage ride to be the first person to spend. I don't know what it was. We we had a discount because we had our our season passes. It was like sixty bucks or something yeah. like that. Um, but he was standing in line for two hours, and he was lucky to get one of the morning spots. You know, so I had a feeling because what they they told us now, this is what the Williamsburg again told us that as we checked in, they're like, oh, yeah, they sell the tickets here at the slumber house first for the carriage rides. And then they sell them at the visitor center. There's no way that's true. As we were buying many people as as we were buying tickets, they're like, oh, yeah, these things are like they're You know, that spot just went that spot. That spot just went. I was like, what do you mean? You guys have been open for all of 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and all the spots were almost gone. Yes. So, yeah. But it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So I recommend we had an open carriage. 
I recommend the open carriage because yeah. it's so much easier to look around and see the sights. I also recommend you'll if someone's in colonial dress and part of Colonial Williamsburg, they'll engage with you on your carriage. Yeah, yeah. As you're as you're kind of yes. carriaging by, they'll stop and they'll bow to you, yep. which is a greeting, which is a you know, it is a colonial greeting of because you were wearing your like fancy colonial I was wearing Williamsburg a hat. hat. Yeah, so I hat. I bowed to like I gave a nod. So it's fun. That's fun to do. Yeah. You have the closed carriages, which are also cool. But I think if you really want to look around and see the scenery. there are carriages that are bigger ours was probably like a four person there's our there are carriages that will be like eight people or ten people so i know people will specifically ask for those so just be aware if you want one of those be there early i recommend the visitor center yeah and you can't buy them in advance you have to buy them day of it's um i'll be perfectly honest that was kind of like my one of my least favorite experiences of just buying the tickets i was also hungry and cold <laughs> and I stood there for an hour and but it was our anniversary I was like was I was so I was ready to bite someone's head off by the time you came <laughs> I with brought the, him coffee you, you brought coffee and I was like you you taught you asked me like how I was doing and I just didn't say anything no, at all. I was not having it but so eating that was one of the things that, when we stayed at the colonial house the Lewis house the Lewis house through the Colonial Williamsburg Inn, you can stay in Colonial houses. Eating is something you will be, where do you do breakfast? Where do you do dinner? Yep. So you can always eat at the Colonial Williamsburg Inn. They, yeah. We had a great dinner there. Did. It was very nice, but it's kind of off the beaten path a little bit. It's not on the main drag. It's a little pricier. It's a little pricier. So if you want to go into town, and I say into town loosely, but this is closer to William and Mary. Yep. Down Duke of Gloucester, there's some great little breakfast places there mm-hmm. that you can eat. And there's, like I've said, the pizza places there. There's also a really great candy store we always go to yep. there. And we get like gummies and they have chocolate covered everything. Yeah. And of course, there was a Scottish store there. Yeah. And we love that store. That's so great. they have a bunch of different tartans in there. They have things that are made of wool and sweaters. So that's a very cool shop to go in as well. Yeah. So I would say, right, if you're going to target, you know, I'll, I'll give you breakfast, you know, the the person listening, I'll give you breakfast, lunch, and dinner recommendations for that little downtown spot because there's quite a few places to eat down there. Yes. But they're pretty separate, right? So if you're looking at breakfast, we actually went to what's called Aromas, A R O A R O M A S, and it's kind of around the corner. Right, yes. but it's not far. You put it in your phone, you can find it. You know, and it's it's not a short short walk, but great breakfast spot. Oh, we ate there so twice. Good. It was yeah. it was really really good. There's another place that was closer to the main drag, but it's more of like a bakery type place. Yes. Um, you know, some pre prepared stuff. Not like they're not going to make your pancakes right there. Um, and then uh, if you're doing lunch, so you mentioned the mellow mushroom. Um, that pizza pizza joint again, not too far away. Yeah. And there's actually other places to eat in that same little complex. Yeah. Um, so I, and I, they do some, like drinks and stuff like they that do. over they have there too. Wineries, that's kind of a big deal. Wineries. There. So that was the other place that we ate on our anniversary night yeah. was the Fat Canary. Fat Canary. Now that's kind of one of the nicer places yeah. down there. Nice place. Yeah. It's a nice place. You need you're going to need reservations most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have like a wine cellar type place yeah. downstairs really good food i mean 
and they had it all set up right for when we went there for our anniversary and like i got some major husband points yeah. when i when i got that set up um fat canary is great if you can make reservations in advance i would not say that fat canary is for kids no. um but the mellow mushroom aromas you know so there's some there's some family spots there and to be perfectly honest like if you want to get slightly outside of just like the core colonial williamsburg I mean, there's a whole city around you. Yes, it's a yeah, modern city. So yeah. you have everything available to you there. Yeah. As you're walking down the street, if you're curious about the houses, is it oh, original yeah. building? Is it restored? Every house has a placard on it. Yeah. And so you'll be able to see the history of that house. Was it who lived there? What did they do? You, you know, what? how long it was it was occupied, that yep. kind of thing. So again, those are kind of things, if you're curious, they've done a really, really great job of giving that information to you. Yep. Pretty much every house, even off the main drag, every house that's in the 300 acre area has that little placard on it. Yeah. And again, not only is there stuff for the adults to kind of look and see if they're interested because kids, they're not going to go read the placards, yeah. right? But they will engage with the blacksmith, yes, right, or they will engage with what was the the, the little wood carver. the wood carver or the weapons area, yes, the weapons area. right? I mean, there's we talked to one of our friends, was it Greg, mm -hmm. who said he was like hanging out at the army for like an hour, yeah, you know, and and Greg's my age, <laughs> it's not a kick, um, but uh, so so there's lots of really fun stuff to do there. So Colonial Williamsburg, it really is history come to life. So you walk through the same streets that our founding forefathers walked, and it's almost surreal. And to be honest, it could be difficult to grasp in one trip. So give yourself some time if you end up making the trip out there. But if you ever do make it to this historical Disneyland, I think about everything that was done in those historic houses, the taverns, the late night dinners by candlelight, and yes, perhaps even business done during carriage rides by the Palace Green. Thank you again for listening to the Talk With History podcast. And please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. But more importantly, if you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast, please share this with them. Especially if you think today's topic, Colonial Williamsburg, top tips would interest a friend. Shoot them a text and chef, tell them to look up the Talk With History podcast because we rely on you, our community to grow, and we appreciate you all every day. We'll talk to you next time.